Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome, everyone, to the rest of the story of Who Moved My Cheese? And I am joined today by my co-facilitator, Anthony. Hi, Anthony. <laughs> Hello, Lucy. Good morning and good afternoon, everyone. Yeah, and uh, Herbie is our host in Zoom today. Hi, Herbie. And um, Belle is our moderator in Clubhouse, and she's also connecting us with Zoom, and she's our streamer. So thank you to everyone. So let me just give a little bit of history for those of you who were not here for uh, Anthony and, and my first call and, you know, when we did our first call. So um, we are both in the ACB Mentorship Access and Peer Support Program, or MAPS, as I will refer to it. Um, so the program began as a, a pilot program on September 15th, 2022. And it will conclude on June 15th, 2023. And the purpose of the program is to mentor those who would like to further their leadership skills. So Anthony and I were paired up as guide and explorer team with me being the guide and Anthony the explorer. So um, with when I was trying to come up with some resources for us to discuss concerning leadership, uh, a friend of mine recommended the first book, Who Moved My Cheese? And we both read it. And then uh, the mentoring team that oversees the MAPS program suggested that it would be a useful book for all of us to read because it's all about how we deal with changes in our lives. So, um, the book was also talked about during the president's meeting at the virtual portion of the leadership conference in March. So we did a, a community presentation to bring the concept to all of you in March. Um, I think it was, I don't know, March 25th, I think. Um, That's and, correct. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> so the morning we had that call, I found out that there was a sequel to that book called Out of the Maze by Spencer Johnson. And I got really excited about this because I didn't know until that day. So um, after Anthony and I read it, we decided to do a second presentation to give you what we refer to as the rest of the story. So um, I'm just going to give you like a little synopsis of both books if some of you haven't haven't read them. So um, I did, I did copy this from the internet. So <laughs> I didn't write it. Our story starts with two small people named Hem and Haw. And actually, there were two mice in the first book too, called Sniff and Scurry that were involved in this cheese deal. So and they live in a maze. 
they spend their lives running through the maze together, searching for some cheese to eat. One day, they find a place called Cheese Station C, where a seemingly infinite supply of cheese exists. They don't know where it comes from or how it materializes, but it keeps appearing day after day. So they stop traveling the maze and settle down at the station, becoming complacent and starting to feel entitled to the cheese. Then suddenly it all disappears. And Ha, one of the little people, eventually goes hunting for a new supply, but he does, he, he does uh, not return. He never returns. So Hem stays behind expecting the cheese to reappear, but it never does. And days go by and Hem feels more hungry, lonely, and scared. Part of him also grows worried about what happened to Haw, his friend, but he also seethes over the possibility that Haw just abandoned him. So, um... So in the story that cheese and hem that uh, the cheese that hem and haw feasted on is a metaphor that we we talked about that in the first book and it's really kind of all about happiness and success and hem and haw are looking for cheese which provides physical nourishment and. So on a metaphorical level, they're just like us searching for fulfillment, which gives us personal nourishment. And so when we find this, you know, we get complacent like like Hem did, and we may take it for granted and feel like it belongs to us, um, similar to what they did. But when our circumstances change, whatever it is in our lives, in our careers, whatever, Um, this happiness can disappear and some people move on like Ha does while others try to cling to what's gone like him. And so we can feel isolated and anxious or resentful even toward those who did move on without us. And we talked a lot about change during the first call and how it's tough for some of us to accept because it represents the end of the world we knew and the one where we've grown up and built our lives around. And, um, you know, we have to, we have to change how we think about things and seeing how others accept change can also be difficult because it may feel like they're, they're kind of, you know, trying to, to push us and, and, um, Stuff like that. So, um, so as the story goes on, eventually him grows hungry and he feels compelled to leave Cheese Station C and seek out new cheese. And so as he explores the maze, he discovers dark corners and pokes his head around them to look for cheese. And he doesn't want to venture into that darkness because he's scared to get lost and he never finds cheese here so he keeps going on and he also passes by what looks to be dead dead ends in the maze and um so he doesn't he doesn't explore those either so he's cautious and and not very hopeful which is also um how we feel sometimes in the aftermath of change 
um, when we're forced to to move on. So, um, so he finally uh, gets so weak and hungry that he just kind of lays down to go to sleep, and he um, wakes up one morning and he finds these these what he calls rocks, red round rocks. And he doesn't think he can eat them because he thinks the only thing he can eat is cheese. And um, so the, another little person appears, Hope. And she is the one that placed these uh, little round rocks there and she calls them apples. And um, they've been uh, left there for her. And, um, she was also looking for food, um, after her source of apples was depleted and she gave her last two apples to him. So she coaxes him to try the apples and they, and they make him feel better. So, um, so they decide to travel through the maze then and find um, apples or cheese. And they do this. And so Ham decides that he has, he has a dream about change and his beliefs. And um, so he decides that he really can change his beliefs because he says that anything is possible. And so Hope is real happy that he finally came to this realization. Um, so the whole book is really about changing your beliefs in order that you can change your life. So, so what are beliefs and how can we change them? I mean, that's kind of like what the main um, core of the book is about. And you can divide your beliefs in two different categories. And um, one of them are your core beliefs or, or values and you're not going to change those because those are really what what your person is all about how you, you know how, how your life is and um so other beliefs are just ones that you adopt um fitting different situations and those are the ones that you can change so I guess the the key message here is it can be challenging to let go of old sources or or beliefs and and the the beliefs that we develop develop about our lives and our happiness and it's possible to change those feelings and to find new sources of fulfillment and so I guess um Anthony and I just kind of wanted to well, first, let me say that if you have not read these books, you really should read both of them. 
Who Moved My Cheese is available on Bard, uh, Bookshare, and Audible, and then probably Apple Books and many other sources. However, Out of the Maze is not available on Bard. So I read this book and narrated it as an MP3 file. So if any of you want to listen to me read it, you can send an email to community at acb.org and I can send you a link to the file. So, um, so we wanted to ask really, how can these books relate to accepting change in our daily lives? So what do you think about that, Anthony? Definitely. I mean, I, I think that accepting change or <laughs> changing our beliefs can definitely, um, sometimes we get stuck thinking that we can't do something because someone said this, because we've already done something one way, but just realizing that, um, like like what Hope did was she introduced something just a little different. And even though he tried it, he still was very reluctant. Mm -hmm. But it's it's like seizing that opportunity, seizing that moments. Just is again like if how do you um jump out of an airplane? I mean you, you jump with a parachute, but you jump with a parachute closed. You want to have a parachute that's open. And that's just like how our beliefs are. Mm -hmm. What would you think, Lucy? Yeah, I agree with that. And, um, you know, because he finally did eat the apples because he thought that he thought that cheese was the only thing he could ever eat. And um, so he, when he finally did eat the apples, he realized that he could become a different person. I mean, he could, he could, he could change his, his beliefs about the way he, he thought the way he thought about things. And so, um, so, well, and and we kind of in the first call we kind of related this all to to ACB because flexibility is one of our core values. So, um, you know, we we have to learn to be flexible and embrace change, and really think about it and have an open mind about what people are asking us to change in our lives, or our careers, or personal lives, or whatever it is we're we're talking about. So. Um, not to spoil the end or anything, but um, <laughs> they finally decide to leave the maze, and he's he's Hem is really really uh, against that. But Hope finally talks him out of it because he doesn't think that there's there's anything outside that maze at all. He thinks that the maze is his entire world. Well, she finally talks him into leaving the maze, and they find a way out, and he runs into his old friend Ha and he's so excited I mean he's so glad that he finally ran into him again and they they hug and they you know um, exchange stories and everything about 
how how things have come about that they got back together and um so the story ends on a real happy note um so i guess we want to kind of open it up to you in the audience about how you feel about your beliefs and how they how they um can uh, affect the way you accept change so if you have anything to say on that, we would love to hear it. Oh, good. Kenneth. Hello, everybody. Hey, hi. Hey, hey this, this is a great uh, meeting. And uh, so the first book, Who Moved My Cheese, I read that when it came out years back. Uh, and a number of uh, companies presented though this book to help employees move forward on the job and, and their, in their personal lives. Now, uh, Out of the Maze is new to me, and I just started listen, listening to it. So thanks for uh, the overview today. Um, I, I just, I've learned in my life uh, that I've had to, I've been, I've had some uh, sudden changes that came and as so many of us uh, experienced you don't always embrace it initially and but it really matters as a leader as to how we demonstrate our 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 um acceptance to what we are facing because other people are watching us and tuning in to see how we handle things at times so you never know if you're being watched you don't actually have a, have to have a title as a leader for people to uh, want to just see what how you react to certain things so it's important personally for me to uh, to embrace change because it is inevitable uh, I wrote an article years back about change is inevitable so I've been better able to accept uh, some of the toughest situations I've faced and just take a step back and see how I'm, how I'm going to react to it uh, in the most positive way to help me move forward because I can uh, look at the negative side. Uh, and sometimes our personal beliefs does affect how we will react to sudden change. And so I've, I've, I believe I've done well since I've read some books and even uh, reflected on how I responded to some changes that I've suddenly been presented with. And so I think I'm getting better at it. And the good thing is, if you can be proactive, some of the, our personal beliefs can be like, I am a proactive person. I You make some positive affirmations about, I am going to address situations in the most appropriate manner. I, I have that in my thought processes to help me along the way. And then I'm able to better adjust when something suddenly comes or even adapt. Uh, and I can tell you sometimes where it's been pretty difficult and it has gotten easier because I'm expecting the, the change because I've also come to know that in the midst of every challenge, there's some good happening at the same time that we can gain from that experience. So I look for the good and I've helped myself to move forward um, in a positive way by being prepared for that change. So uh, it, it is definitely a maze that you can go through. And sometimes our lifelong belief systems can actually hinder us or help us. So we have to really think about uh, what do we need to change now, personal beliefs in order to accept what's coming our way 
And as we age, sometimes we can get stuck uh, in one place and say, well, I've done this for so long. This is it. This is how life is. Mm -hmm. But there's so much more to come. And uh, I just encourage everybody to uh, hang in there, embrace, begin to embrace it now because it is coming. Change is coming. We never know what it might look like. And um, and just also know there's so much more when we get to communicating with other people and find out there's a better way even to work uh, and into accepting change that comes. So I like the fact that we can continually be on this learning path and to help us out to move forward in a positive way. Yes, absolutely. And I, I still, I said this in the first call and I still really feel this, that at one time of, in my life or another, one time or another in my life, I should say, I have been all four of these characters, the two mice, Sniff and Scurry, they um, were in the first book and they um, were all about change. I mean, they, they embraced it. They looked for it. They, you know, whatever. And then the little people, Hem and Haw, they, you know, as we see, Hem did not want anything to do with looking for new cheese or food or anything. And Haw was skeptical at first, but he finally realized that he had no choice. And so I can relate to all four of those characters, you know, in the first book. And even though it's a real simplistic concept, the way the books are written, I think they are really, really clever in the way that they uh, represent life and happiness and success. Um, so I, I, I love both of them. I, I love them. I would recommend them to anybody. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, even for myself, um, when I listened to both of those books, I came to realize it, it's, it's a simple book, but it allows us to have that reflection quality reflection time and it's, it's like what um the last caller um kenneth was talking about just having that personal growth this developing that um mindset and you know i, I think of you know oh, trying to develop our own personal day that we carve out but if if i didn't um change some of my mindsets even i'm sure a lot of us like what we talked about even during the pandemic and i mean we had our own mindsets on what we could or couldn't do and i mean you know i like thanks to some lovely ladies they made me realize that you know we could have a wedding um even during a pandemic, it didn't matter. And, yeah. you know, you, you move your cheese, you move your opportunities, but you expand your horizons. Definitely. Yeah. Let's hear from others. Yeah. All right. Carla Hayes. Hey, I have several thoughts about this. First of all, a long time ago, I read this book by Alvin Toffler, uh, Future Shock, back in the 70s. And oh, yeah. The quote that I've met, remembered all my life is change is the process by which the future invades our life, our lives. And I think that's the best definition of change that I've ever heard. 
and it just resonated with me and even through the reading of these books and I did also want to mention that um, the Out of the Maze book the sequel is available on Bookshare yeah some of you can have free access through the library and if anybody has any inkling of joining Bookshare you ought to do it in the next week or so because starting May 8th the price is going up from I saw that yeah 79.95 so there's yeah. a change that your cheese is about to get moved a bit so before that happens but anyhow, a couple of things that I noticed in the reading of both the books. Um, first of all, there's some there are some very symbolic things in this book. Um, some other ones, um, the tools. Um, he had these state of the art tools: the chisel and the hammer for mm -hmm. you know whittling holes in the walls and getting trying to find cheese behind the walls. And he kept on carrying them around. And at their time, they were state of the art, but they weighted him down. And finally, he let go of those tools and he wasn't as weighted down. Um, you know, they didn't help him, you know, at that particular time. They may have been state of the art in their time, but he let them go and left them. And he was able to, it lightened his load. And sometimes, um, and I'm just as guilty as the next one. We hang on to things, whether they're um, technology or things like that. But I still have to say there's nothing as good as the apex. Um, I'm sorry about that. That's <laughs> one that I one to one have a trouble with saying goodbye to. But, um, you know what I'm trying to say? Um, and sometimes we have to um, let go of some things, some whether they're tools or beliefs or something that are weighting us down um, that aren't going to serve us well anymore. And he did that. And the other thing that I, I found very symbolic was the blind alleys, the dark alleys that, seem, alleys that seemed to lead to nowhere and they were dark. And then they they had a candle. They, they took a candle and Hope decided, well, maybe we should follow some of these. And, you know, they'd been writing them, you know, him had been writing them off because they were leading to nowhere. And it was ultimately one of those blind alleys that led them to the way out of the maze. And mm -hmm. so sometimes we overlook things that look like blind alleys. We don't look closely enough. And so we, um, you know, we, we, we don't, <laughs> we abandon those where maybe sometimes we need to take a, a closer look. We think all is dark and hopeless and there is hope there. And I think it's very symbolic that the little person's, the third one's name was Hope. I really thought I loved that. And uh, the other thing that was interesting is they, um, there's one thing that really does bother me. Sometimes there's too much change for change's sake that isn't really necessary. And um, sometimes, um, you know, people just want to come in and change, change, change things. And the new changes aren't as good. And we have to be able to ferret them out. And sometimes we have to have a mixture of the old and the new is a more um, you know, a more wholesome way to doing it. And the symbol there is they discovered that apples and cheese go together. Right. Absolutely. Cheese and apples together. See what yes. I'm going to say? And so sometimes we have to be careful because some of our core beliefs are good ones and we can't just let us be swayed by new things in the world just because they're new or, or something like that. I think of my Christian beliefs and sometimes they're trying to whittle away at those and we have to be careful with that too. So, you know, though we do need to learn to embrace change. We also need to be able to say, well, when is an old method slash tool slash belief more wholesome 
than some of the new ones? Mm -hmm. Or when are there opportunities when the old um, take some of the old and take some of the new and mix them together and you're even stronger? So, so those were my thoughts. And I just, again, want to thank you for, for um, giving us this opportunity. And I was one of the ones that read Who Moved My Cheese years ago. Yeah. Reading it with a fresh mind. And I had, if it hadn't been for you, I wouldn't have known of the sequel. So I do yeah. want to thank you for this opportunity to discuss. And so I don't want to hog the call. So those were my thoughts. So, yeah, a couple of comments on what you said. First of all, the the dark corners and blind alleys, you know, I think of them metaphorically as when I am presented with a new idea or change that's going to happen, I say, oh, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. So I have created a blind alley or dead end in my mind. And so if I decide to go down that, that alley, then I might say, oh, well, you know, maybe, maybe it will. And then the second thing is when you say to bring a new change in, but yet maybe keep some of the old ideas, um, talking about the apples and cheese going together, that kind of reminds me of a boss that I had once. And, you know, she she came into our office, you know, not knowing any of us and not really knowing how we did things. But she was willing to have a meeting with us and tell us about some of the ideas that she had that she wanted to bring in or implement. And yet she asked us, you know, what do you, what do you think about this? And, you know, we were able to tell her what we thought we might be able to keep as some of the things that we were doing currently. And she was willing to, you know, take both of them and kind of put them together and, and come up with ways to do things. And I really, really, really admired her for that. And, um, always really liked her as a boss. So that's interesting, both of those things that you say. Yeah. Yes, and the thing is, change makes us grow, too. It helps us to grow. If we never changed anything, we'd never spread our wings. We would. I'll give you a good example. I Before the pandemic, I, all my class, I, I have my business is called Lingua Learn Communications, and I do classes and private foreign language lessons and teaching and translating and educational products. And before the pandemic, I said, everything I do is live. People spend too much time on computers. I might say that, you know, computers are just supplements and just tools, which I still believe. I still think that people spend too much time with computers and computerized this is and that's. <laughs> but I would never do classes online because it's better to do them live. Well, mm -hmm. when the pandemic hit and everything closed down, I was, yeah. I was given a choice. Do I shut down LanguaLearn Communications and say there will be no more classes, no more lessons, or um, do we do things online? So I opened up a Zoom room. I got my own professional Zoom account and put um, LanguaLearn on Zoom, and we were able to continue things. I think we just missed two days of instruction, and I just moved everything and everybody over. And the funny thing is now that things are opened up, 
some of them, it's become more um, judicious to continue on Zoom. I continue to couple, you know, the homeschool classes. They want to be on Zoom because they don't have to run their kids around. Parents don't have to run their kids right. this co-op to the next. And I had a, a German student that was able to continue in, in the high school German two class right. after the family moved uh -huh. to Miami, which they couldn't have done if we were still just live. Right. So you grow through these things, too, and you learn more things. So yeah. I think it's a combination of things and it's, a, there's a middle ground though. So that's what I'm Definitely it okay. is a middle ground. And I, I think we have a few other. Hands. We do. Yes, we do. All right, Donna Browning. So, um, yeah, I definitely agree that <clears throat> sometimes we need to keep a little bit of the old when we're bringing the new because it helps with comfort levels. It helps us to accept uh, the idea of change a little bit more. I when I used to be terrible with change. It frightened me. It it paralyzed me. Um, so what I did was I first made sure I had a really good support system. And and that's one thing you need to do if you're going through a really tough change. Make sure you have a support system because they can be there for you. And during it, while you're going through this change, the other thing I did was took a good look at this thing called fear. Fear is a big thing when it comes to change. Fear can paralyze us. <laughs> and so I took a good look at how I looked at fear. And so I've started looking at fear differently. I've started looking at, okay, is this fear really um, legit? Or is this just because, you know, I started labeling it, this kind of fear, this kind of fear. And it was something that was just, mm, that it, I, I just was being paralyzed by fear itself and, uh, and, and that it wasn't major legit, that it really could hurt me or something. I would, you know, I, I decided, okay, it's good to take a little step out. Uh, and, and, and that's so huge because that really does make a big difference because, you know, we all have fear. We all uh, are concerned about something and fear, uh, it really gets in your head. And sometimes people, that fear is driven by what people think of you. Uh, and you have to also look at that and say, Okay, sometimes it's really important that we are concerned what people think, but sometimes we need to put that aside and take a chance. And uh, I learned that when I did these things and started facing change a little more, that I learned that things that I feared before were actually brought me brought me new things that. I would never have gotten to experience it. I'd not walk through that door of facing the fear and sweeping it aside. And I found out that, you know, uh, because if you, if, if, if you don't have change, you're going to get bored and then you're just going to be, yeah. and, and that's not good either. And our minds will just stop. We, we've got to keep our minds going. And so we can't let fear get in our way. So that, for me, that was the huge thing. Working through that fear, that thing that is so dark and big and, 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 and 
telling it, oh, wait a minute, let yourself know you're bigger than that fear. You can work through it. You can punch it out of the out of your Great. way. Yeah. Move yeah. forward and go through that new adventure. Because a lot of times these new adventures are amazing. They're some of the best things to ever happen to you. And you just have to kind of walk through the hard stuff. And, 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 and our lives aren't supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be hard to help us to grow, to help us to continue to, to grow and mature and, and come unto new things. Because if, if we didn't do these things, we wouldn't have new adventure, adventures. Right. We wouldn't have new inventions either. Technology wouldn't exist. Yeah, somebody would have taken that fear and said, oh, I can't do this. It's too scary. Oh, it won't work. I'm scared of that. A lot of things come from pushing the fear aside. Right. Yeah. Very good. That is so true. I mean, that one point that you mentioned about fear, that's so true. But also, as, as you walk along that journey, it's always great to have that support system, you know, people you can bounce off ideas and realizing that, you know, at times we definitely will um, have moments where we um, fall down. And, but then it's like, we still continuously um, pick us up, um, take a look what happened, but then at the same time, we, we create new opportunities I, I like what you said, Donna, how, how sometimes fear creates new opportunities. Our mistakes create new opportunities. And when we constantly just keep on pushing through, poking through, it's amazing. Yep. Well, and, and Hem would never have gotten where he got if it hadn't been for hope. So she was his support system. Yep. So, okay. Lynn, you are next. Well, I was going to say some of those things. One of the things I get bored easily, so I like I like having different experiences, and I think life is here to experience. And I think that when we get bored, we say, "Well, what can I do next?" And you know, you take initiative. But I do think that one of the things that really motivated the books was the influence of both uh, Ha on him and Hope on him. And, you know, these were very interesting. And we all have influences. And we have to figure out if those influences are going to move us forward or move us backwards. And one of the other things was that uh, Ha kept the journal. And Hem kind of had a journal, too, in a way when he started. When he says, oh, he had this, this paper in his pocket. Oh, this the maze is, is dangerous. Oh, we have these dark corners I have to look for, you know, look out for. You know, so he, he was... He was setting his parameters and using the maze. The maze, in a way, to me, is a metaphor for the circular <laughs> places we go when we can't figure out what to do next. And so when you, you confront a, a maze like that, when you can confront your own feelings, um, we don't know who we influence and how we influence people, but we do. And so um, when Hope influenced him to to eat the apples that he didn't wasn't sure what they were because they were new to new to him, but it was he was he was able to finally move past himself to do that. But it's really about what we think about ourselves and then how we present to others and what that presents to them 
in terms of helping them move forward. And mm -hmm. I agree with using the old and the new because we have to do that. We have to do what's familiar to us and then yet do what we can. And it was great when he when Hope said, do you really need those tools anymore? Because they were weighing him down and they were old technologies. So I think all, all these um, all these metaphors that the book was showing us really show us how we can move forward in our own lives and not get caught in a maze in a circular motion in ourselves. Yeah, and one thing I thought that was interesting uh, before um, before Hope came along, you know, Hem was thinking to himself, why didn't I go with Ha? Why didn't I, you know, why didn't I choose to go with him? Which was really the beginning of his changing his thought process. Um, because before it was like, well, I don't know why he's doing this. More cheese is going to appear, you know, and if if we don't if we don't think positively and accept change we're going to be left behind in a lot of situations so yeah all right mary hi this is mary from texas yeah and one of the things that i really appreciated about the original book and i'm i just now went online and i've ordered the set the sequel to this because i haven't read that one yet mm -hmm. but in the original book sniff scurry him and hall are all in the exact same place in the maze they're all in the same cheese station c but they each saw things differently they were in the exact same place but mm -hmm. they saw different things happening sniff saw the cheese is going away him and hall never saw that so sniff was the first one out the door saying i'm anticipating even though there's still still cheese here and people are enjoying it i'm thinking something's happening and i need to go off and explore and scurry went after him after he said okay sniff is finding something maybe i better go after him and then it was him and Hall that were staying until, honestly, the cheese is barely there, but they're still like, it's supposed to be here. So I think we need to look at ourselves as an organization to say, we can all be in the exact same situation, but we see it differently. And when people do go out and do a sniff and scurry, there needs to be that communication between all four of those viewpoints of what's happening and where we need to go. Because once Sniff and Scurry left, him and Hall didn't get the benefit of what they were finding anymore. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I like the second book where you have hope coming in because somehow in that communication between Sniff, Scurry, him and Hall, there wasn't an across-the-board recognition. I see where you are, but I'm off over here. And there wasn't that understanding that we could all be looking at the same thing and seeing it differently mm -hmm. rather than disagreeing with each other and then taking off as four different individuals to take care of things or do something yeah. completely different. So I think it's just that recognition that we can yeah. all be in the exact same place. 
but that there's got to be that person or leader who can say, you know what, we've got to be communicating across all four of these because we're not stopping Sniff and Scurry from doing what they're doing, but we're not necessarily leaving him and Hall behind to struggle with the old tools either. What's the best way to help everybody feel comfortable about that movement? Right. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Terry Lynn. Hi, good morning, everyone. Morning. It's so wonderful to hear everyone's responses. Um, yeah, for, for me, I can see myself as all of the characters. And yeah, sometimes it's hard to em embrace change, but change is inevitable. So we have a, a choice to either embrace it or <laughs> hide from it, but it's still going to happen. Then even in my um, own life, I'm actually also reading the um, seven um, effective traits of people. And I'm just on the first one that's being a proactive person and a reactive person. And, you know, just discovering and intertwining that into the series Who Moved My Cheese. It's it's really um, eye-opening. But yeah, I, I've got a lot of gems out of the, the book and I hope to continue to embrace change. Yep, me too. <laughs> I'm not I'm not always so you know willing to do that and I'm I'm really trying to get better about that. And I think the older I get, like Kenneth said, you know, sometimes the harder it is to, you know, to be willing to um to even have an open mind about it. But, uh, well, with the way everything is changing in the world and even ACB technology, um, you know, luckily I don't have to worry about that in my employment anymore because I'm retired, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. And uh, just so you all know, the second book out of the maze was actually published after Spencer Johnson after the author passed away and now I can't remember oh gosh I I think he passed away in 2018 I want to say of pancreatic cancer and um so um the you know the the second book was actually uh uh published after he died so yeah so let's see Okay, well, we don't have any more raised hands. And um, so Anthony or Kenneth or anybody have any uh, like closing thoughts? Because um, I think we've all presented some really good stuff here. Well, um, it's kind of neat how um, Ter Terry Lynn mentioned, you know, uh, seven habits of highly effective people and it's 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 you know always having that growth um attitude of growing developing um and you know thank you lucy for um this this teaching me on those areas how to develop that daily um growth habit mm -hmm. and um definitely i, I think everyone sh should you know consider reading and considering developing that um, 
Anybody else? Well, these these two books, I think, because they are written so so simply. Sometimes when we read, you know, like self help books, I guess I want to call them. I don't know. I don't really like that term, but um, they can be kind of boring and dry and whatever. But these two books are pretty engaging because they're, you know, they're light and they're, but yet they have uh, a really, really good message. So I think, you know, that's why I like them. I, I really did mm-hmm. enjoy reading both of those books. So. Yeah, if you guys know of any other books, you know, that that helps develop, grow. I, I love to know about it. Um, maybe we can hear from Donna or Kenneth, like um, Lucy was saying. Um, but I, I just wanted to say, um, if you guys ever have an opportunity to um, consider being um, a mentee, a, I mean, a, an explorer, I think it's a really great opportunity. I mean, you know, it's always, we, we all need that um, opportunity to develop our different areas. And, you know, it's amazing. Yeah, I've certainly learned a lot from this program being, being the guide. I, you know, I got a lot out of it which I didn't, I mean, I, I was, you know, I wasn't really sure what was going to happen, but I got a lot out of it. So, yeah. So, like I said, if anybody does not have Bookshare and they want my audio file that I read, just send an email to community at acb.org and um, Cindy will pass that on to me. So, all right. Well, if there's nothing else, then I guess we can call it a day. And thanks, everybody, for joining us and uh, for all of your interesting comments on the books. So, um, yeah, that's it. So thanks. Thanks for hosting Herbie. And I think Belle just left because there was probably nobody in Clubhouse. I don't know. <laughs> but um, anyway, thanks for hosting. And uh I guess we'll end the meeting. Thanks for the call.